December 22nd, 2022. We're in Masechet Sanhedrin on Daf Pevav Amudalaf. Let's begin with again today. Uh, seven lines from the bottom, just the first word on the line. The Gemara said, Itmar. Itmar means there was the following conversation, debate. In the Midrash, what about a case where you have Ede Geneva ve'ede Mechira Benefesh Shehuzamu? Circumstance where there were witnesses, two on the kidnapping of an individual and two separate ones on the sale afterwards of that individual. Of course, what we learned in the Gemara earlier is that the only way to be liable for mitat henek, to be put to death, to be executed by Betin, is if there's testimony about both the kidnapping and the sale. But here we're dealing with two separate sets of witnesses, one testifying about the kidnapping, the other about the sale, and they're in turn huzamu, they're in turn found to be edim zomimin, they're falsified by other sets of witnesses. In such a circumstance, the question is, with regards to the nature and status of their testimony, is it a testimony in edut that can and will stand independently to the extent that will punish them, initially accept their testimony and then punish them based on that which they conspired to affect. Or alternatively, do we look at each of these sets of witnesses as separate, disparate, to the extent that we perhaps wouldn't accept their testimony in the first place. It would need to be a testimony both about the geneva, the kidnapping, and the sale in order for it to be uh, valid in the court at all. Why do they have to go backwards? from Hazama as opposed to Edut. This is what I mentioned. This is the Rishonim of, of struggle with this. They have several, several approaches, each one a little bit more intricate than the next. In my opinion, the question is stronger than the answer. That's, that's correct. Ultimately speaking, the debate as the Gemara is presenting it is about the acceptance of the testimony. It doesn't need to be addressed based on uh, a vantage point of Hazama. It could have been on Kabbalat Edut. That's a strong question. Anyway, the Gemara says over here, um, that's the situation. These two Emoraim disagree about the status of the Edim in such a circumstance. Whereas according to Hiskiyah, according to Rabbi Yohanan, they indeed are each individually killed, both or independently, the Edim Mechira and the Edim Geneva would, be get, get, would get killed according to Biochanan. Explains the Gemara. We can understand this and suggest that Hiskia's opinion accords with that of Rabbi Akiva. His statement is The Torah describes the acceptance and the status of testimony is. Uh, the Torah talks about it being upheld, but not anything being upheld. Davar being upheld. We understand then testimony, edut, as having to be a davar. Rabbi Akiva, in turn, his opinion is the only time we'll accept, and by extension, well, falsify, a testimony is if it's considered a davar. Over here says Hiskiyah, uh, applying the logic of, uh, of Rabbi Akiva, this is not a full davar. After all, if you just have a testimony on the kidnapping and not on the sale, if you just have a, kid, a testimony on the sale and not on the kidnapping, well, the testimony doesn't amount to a hiyuv mitah. The testimony is not a full davar. As a result, Hiskiyah says, 
Uh, they're not, they're not going to do kasher samam. And backward, we probably wouldn't even accept this testimony in court. It's hatsi davar. Well, how does Rabbi Yochanan disagree? But Rabbi Yochanan amar kerabbanan. Rabbi Yochanan disagrees, but he takes the other opinion on the other side of the aisle of Rabbi Akiva. It's that of the rabbanan, of the hachamim, Damre. Their opinion is davar va'afilu hatsi davar. We're not as exacting. We're not as stringent in terms of acceptance of testimony in court, in the rabbinic court. We would accept even hatsi davar, even though the mechira, the ede mechira, don't stand independent of the ede geneva, even though each of them feeds off the other in order to uphold a case against this person for kidnapping and execution. Nonetheless, the hachamim's opinion, and by extension, the biohanan's application is afilu hatzidavar. That much the Gemara has suggested, it has aligned the two opinions that we're dealing with over here, the two emoraim hizkiyah with Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Yohanan with the Rabbanan says the Gemara just quickly before we go onward. It seems like it'll be a quick interjection. You should just know, however, who maintains that in order for it to be Aidu testimony, it needs to be Davar Shalem. There's a circumstance that might seem to you not fully complete, but even Hizkiyah would agree that's considered complete. What's the situation? What's the circumstance? In its case of Ben Soreru More, we learned about this as we mentioned yesterday already in the Daf Ayin Aleph domain of this Masechet. And there needs to be, for this child whom the Torah tells us you put to death, needs to be two separate sets of witnesses testifying twice about his activities in which he stole. And in turn, you have testimony as well that he's eating in a public area. He's stealing wine and meat and he's eating it in a public area. You need two separate sets of witnesses with a warning from the parents in between. Well, that being the case, what you're dealing with is two, not just one, two. Well, each one builds on the other. You can't put this young man to death if he just has one set of witnesses against him. Should we therefore suggest and maintain that each set of those witnesses are hatzidavar? The only way you'd put a ben soreru more to death is if it's the same set of witnesses on both of his stealings and actions. Uh, says the Gemara, even Hizkiah would agree over there that if it's two separate sets of witnesses, it's sufficient. We'd look at the two sets of witnesses and say, you stand independent of them, you stand independent of the first ones. How could they stand independently? We said you need two sets of, you need two testimonies about two actions which this person has done. Why would he agree over there? Mitoch she'cholim lomar harishonim lehalkoto banu Says the Gemara, the reason we would envision, even according to Hizkiyah, as the two sets of witnesses by Ben Sorero More, as separate, independent, strong, is because the first set of witnesses could claim, and they don't need to, we can make the claim for them, our testimony was purposed or at the very least would amount to, and we're we're sufficiently uh, satisfied with that, if he just gets lashes. The Torah says, just from one time, our understanding of seeing him steal and do wrongfully, we lash, we give malkot to that ben soreru more. It means the first set of witnesses that testifies, they do stand independent. Do they stand independent with regards to giving death penalty? They're not, not with regards to giving death penalty. But we don't need to go that far. We listen to this set of witnesses, 
this is that they enter into the court and we're listening to them and we're understanding what they're saying and digesting and so forth. And we have a Pesach Din. We take the gavel and put it down to that. We say, okay, this young man, based on this testimony, is on his way to potentially becoming Ben Sorero More. At this junction already, we will lash this young man. Ooh. Well, that being the case, it means that first set of witnesses were strong in and of themselves. That set of witnesses were Davar Shalem. They affected something in the court proceedings and actions based on their own testimony. That's the statement. Even Hizkiah, who maintains in our circumstance, our situation, where we're talking about the kidnapping followed by the sale, Kidnapping on its own, not sufficient testimony. Sale on its own, not sufficient testimony. Hatsi Davar, case of Ben Sorero More. What's that? Oh, next, next line in the Gemara. You may have heard it yesterday. So the Gemara is going to address that later on in our Amud. How would you have, I think this is what you're asking, how would you have a testimony at all about sale? Oh, are they coming in? What are they testifying about? We saw him sell it, maybe he was a slave. Uh, who's, how, how do you know uh, to make a testimony? It sounds as if the second set of witnesses are somehow contingent upon the first. Uh, what it has to be, the Gemara will seemingly suggest, and Tosafot tightens it a little bit, is you're dealing with a circumstance where they testify and they think they're just testifying about a transaction. They think it was a sale. Yeah, it was his property, again, something foreign to us, this slave, and as a result, that's all they think, or potentially it's all they think they're testifying about. Tosafot questions that and says, but wait a second, if that's the case, there was no, you know, Jesse's coming on to this, there was no hatra'ah, what about a warning? It's for that reason the Gemara is going to address this. That's what the Gemara is going to get into. How do we, you know, we'll, we'll deal with that you know, at the end of the sugya over here, but uh, how was there a warning? So Tosafos says maybe there's a warning from another set. Oh, if these guys are in court, it's crazy, but you know, it's a little far-fetched. They're in court testifying about the fact that they saw this sale. They think Lefitumam, they just saw a slave sale. They don't realize there was a warning, and the warning wasn't issued by them, it was issued by others. The Hidush, it's a triple Hidush, that the warning would be sufficient, that they would be involved, and so on and so forth. But that's how they could stand independent. Sorry, yes? I'm just going to, the cases are not really analogous. The Mesmer of what is two totally separate, nothing to do with each other acts, whereas the first case is. Is a lot more contingent one upon the other. Yeah. The, you, need, you need both things to happen. Uh, agreed. That, and it's for that reason at this point in the Gemara that we're making that claim that Hizkiah would only agree in the case of Ben Surah That's why the Gemara makes this point. The Gemara is now going to tear that down by saying, although each case does build upon the other, we could still conceptually accept that it stands independently if I could attribute lashes to the first action. You're right. Second action builds upon that first one. But ultimately speaking, I could still separate them. I could still say the first one is significant in and of itself. We might be questioning the second one, but ultimately speaking, the second one, since, and that's the way the Gemara is saying it, since the first one stands independently, you're going to tell me the second one is, is what? The second one is its own entity as well. That's the, that's, that's the direction the Gemara was in, and in turn, the way it's going to turn. In the Israel case, does it matter which what would happen in such a situation? No, we're, we're assuming, we're assuming since 
conceptual, since in our minds we could separate between the two, that's sufficient. There is a question, so it wouldn't matter which it wouldn't one. Matter. It wouldn't matter, because we can separate between the two. It has a mind for each one independently. There is a question, this is what Eli was raising a little bit yesterday, there is a question with regards to our edim of Mechira and Geneva, does it, is, is the order important over here with regards to this hazama? For example, according to the Rabbanan. As if you're telling me I'm going to give a death penalty to the Eideh Geneva, well, that's interesting in and of itself. That, that one we thought was the easiest to wrap our head around, but maybe not. Maybe they think they're just testifying this guy's going to get lashes for argument's sake. Ultimately speaking, the next set of witnesses come and they do mechira. We never even knew there was Eide mechira. Ran Rabbeinu Nisim therefore suggests that maybe the case is that Eide mechira came first, again, probably it's crazy, probably testifying about a sale, and then the Eide Geneva realizing, my goodness, that was the person, oh, that's the testimony's about that sale. We saw the, the rob, the thievery. Of course, none of this actually happened. They found to be Adim Zolmin. They come in and testify about that afterwards. Maybe it's sufficiently in that, uh, it's specifically in that order. Uh, not, not simple stuff over here. Says the Gemara over here again, uh, so that we, we can uphold Hizkiyah's position and nonetheless state that when it comes to Ben Sorero More, two separate set of witnesses, each one standing independently, and each, in turn, each one getting punished individually uh, for a death penalty of what they were conspiring to do. Matkifla Rav Papa, Rav Papa questions this and compares it, as Nathan did a moment ago, to our case. If it's so that you're making the claim that the reason we can distinguish and say, Davar Shalem, Davar Shalem, it's a full matter, even according to Pinevid Biakivao, even according to Hizkiah, by Ben Sorero Morem, is because the first set can, can valiantly make the claim, we were just trying to give lashes, Says the Gemara, if that's the case, why should we think, why should we suggest that our case is any different? Ultimately speaking, the Ede Mechira, excuse me, ultimately speaking, the Ede Geneva, the witnesses on the, uh, on, the, on the kidnapping, they too would be, if there wasn't a second set of witnesses which ha- came thereafter, they would be getting this person who kidnapped Malkot. That means that they stand independent. It's not that they're bringing him into court and everything's hinging and waiting for the next set of witnesses. If this is all that it's hinging and waiting to see if we're just giving him lashes or we're going to put him to death, but ultimately speaking, their testimony in and of itself is significant to the extent that they can get him malkot. Well, that's just like the case of Ben Sorero More. Not exactly, but just like, for argument's sake, in the halakha domain, the Gemara is making the claim. Since the first set of witnesses can say, banu. That's a, that's a question on Hizkiyah, right? Again, Hizkiyah is the opinion, just to try to clarify this. Hizkiyah is of the opinion that davar velo hatsi davar. He therefore, his position is that if the witnesses for the kidnapping and kidnapping alone got, uh, got falsified, they don't get put to death. We said, however, Hizkiyah nonetheless, when it comes to Ben Sorero More, separates between the two sets and says that they're both Davar Shalem. The Gemara now questions what's the difference between our case, the kidnapping, as separate or 
we're suggesting connected to the sale, why should it be connected any more than ben sorero more, according to the opinion of davar velo hatsi davar? Says the Gemara Vichitema, maybe the opinion of the kasavar chizkiya de lalake, maybe chizkiya's opinion is that that's what we suggested just a moment ago is not true. Maybe, Nathan, you're wrong. Right? Maybe the first set of witnesses, if they stand just on the kidnapping and we don't have a second set of witnesses, there would be no lashes to them or to him uh, who they testified about. The ha'itmar, it's not so. We have another statement in the Midrash. Exactly that case they debated. If there was just on no separate set of witnesses, or at the very least, only the first set of witnesses were falsified, were found to be Eidim Zomim. What's the halakha in such a circumstance? The same rabbis debated this. Hadamar Lokim, Hadamar and Lokim. Each one of the opinions took a different position. One of them, either Hizkiyah or Biohanan, said lashes to the Geneva. Another opinion said no lashes. And in the Midrash, they explained, It has to be that Hizkiyah's opinion is that which maintains that you get Malkot on the Geneva Shehuzamu. How do you know it's Hizkiyah? I thought we don't know who said what. We can logically deduce it. This is what we were trying to develop at the end of class yesterday. A little bit complicated, but it goes like this. We know earlier just what those two opinions maintain. We know Hizkiyah says that if there's uh, Hazama, where both of the sets of witnesses came and there's Hazama on them, what's the punishment uh, according to Hizkiyah? Well, not death penalty. The same witnesses testified twice that they saw the kidnapping and the Yes, in that situation, it's altogether different. Everybody agrees that the Hazama would be that. Oh, not no problem. Big problem. Even Hizkiyah, right? But the point is, Hizkiyah is the rabbi who told us just a few moments ago that in such a circumstance where you have two separate sets of witnesses testifying, one about the kidnapping and the other about the sale, what's the halakha according to Hizkiyah? They don't get put to death. If they don't get put to death, that means that we're dealing with over here a love shelonitan azharat mitat bedin. Those are the words that we use, the fancy words we use. We're dealing with a violation which is not leading you to death penalty or execution in court. In other words, the concept goes as follows. Generally speaking, if there's a violation in the Torah and it's leading you to death penalty, we say the prohibition in the Torah is purposed for a warning so that if you do this, you get put to death. There's no lower grade. It's all or nothing. You're either getting put to death or you're not getting put to death. You can't couple, you can't say, well, that warning, we'll use it sometimes to put to death and sometimes for lashes. It's not so. It's a love hanitana azharat mitat beitin. It means the Torah gave you a warning. If you do this, you get put to death. If you did it with all the details, you did it with some of the details missing, you're not getting lashes. Well, that being the case, who was the opinion earlier who told us that you can bring these witnesses to death penalty? It was only the opinion we saw on the first page of Rabbi Yohanan. According to Rabbi Yohanan, ironically, his severity of saying that we would treat these witnesses with death penalty, that we would treat this circumstance as a situation where they're testifying and accepting their, witness, their testimony to put this person to death, it means there's no lashes, right? It's a lav hanitan la'azharat mitat betin. We'd be putting him to death, as opposed to Hezkiah, on the other hand. Hezkiah's opinion is, oh, well, in such a circumstance, we're not putting them to death. If you're not putting them to death, why not putting them to death? So then what would the testimony in and of itself affect? 
it would affect at most lashes. That being the case, says the Gemara, we now ironically spun everything on its head because now we're saying, according to Hizkiah himself, that the testimony for Ede Geneva would bring two lashes. It should be no different than Ben Sorero More, where we know or we made the claim, according to Hizkiah, that's a testimony which stands on its own. And therefore, we are stuck somewhat because we can't understand why would Hizkiah say, I'll accept the testimony of Edeh, uh, first Edim, with regards to uh, Ben Sorer Moreh, independent of the second ones, but not over here by Edeh Mechira. What's uh, Edeh Geneva? What's the difference? It says the Gemara again, Tistayim de Hizkiah Damar Lokin. It must be, we can and should conclude, Hizkiah is the opinion who says you get lashes on um, uh, 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 in a situation where there's uh, because after all Hizkiah's opinion is you don't get put to death earlier when we talked about the two witnesses who were Huzam just on after all since we began the day with Hanan's opinion that it emerges that this is a case of it's a prohibition which is handed over for death penalty. And in any circumstance, with prohibition, warning in the Torah for death penalty, that's it. You get death penalty, and ironically, the severity is as well. It's leniency with regards to not getting lashes. Says the Gemara, if you're telling me now that the person that they're testifying about would not get lashes. Uh, In turn, you're going to tell me that the witnesses get lashes? Ela. Rather, says the Gemara, we have to have a new translation, a new interpretation to what actually took place here because we are utterly confused with regards to this opinion of Hizkiah. Let's rewind for just a moment the opinion of Hizkiah. Somehow, Hizkiah told us that the halakha is with regards to Edem Geneva, independent of Edem Mechira, the kidnapping, independent of the sale, testimony for one and not for the other. The halakha, he told us quite clearly, is they don't get put to death. Why don't they get put to death? Davar velo hatsi davar was our understanding. We spun everything on its head and couldn't understand why he would consider this a incomplete testimony. Why is it any different than Ben Sorero More? If it's the same witnesses on both, davar shalem. That's, that is, it sounds like, until now, according to Hizkiah, the only situation where you're going to have a kidnapping of execution. If it's, no, 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 two testimonies on stealing, both times. Mm-hmm. There's additionally the eating and drinking questions if you need the same, but no, but you need two testimonies on two thieveries. That's what it needs to be. Amar of Papa, rather, says Rav Papa, here's how we need to redefine what was taking place over here. Uh, says the Gemara, it goes like this instead. When it comes to Ede Mechira, Ede Mechira is the second set of witnesses. 
after the first set of witnesses arrived and said this person stole, uh, kidnapped that person, there's another set of witnesses who testify and then he sold him. In such a, such a circumstance, indeed, even Hiskiah would agree that on the Edeh Mechira, on the second set of witnesses, on the second action, the sale of the individual who was kidnapped, you get death penalty if you were Huzam, we accept your testimony. Why so? Even Hiskiah, that's right, we consider this a Davar Shalem. Why are you considering this a Davar Shalem? For the reasons we mentioned earlier, you can either, according to Rabbi Yohanan, it's Davar Vafilul Hatsi Davar, even according to our opinion, we're dealing with each of these sets of witnesses can and should be looked at independently. What about, however, not the second set of witnesses? The witnesses on the sale, we're going to agree, they're accepting it, and we're going to punish them accordingly. What about the first set of witnesses? Can we, should we look at that first set of witnesses and say that they too stand independent of the second ones? Again, the second ones walk in and we say, oh, what are you testifying about after all? You're testifying about the fact that he stole a lot, he, he, he sold a soul that he, sto- that he, had, that he had stolen already. Yes. Such a circumstance. It's a good question. We have to assume over here in the Gemara, we're talking about after Geneva and it's known. Has to be. Uh, the, the question is with regards to the, has to be. Has to be. The question is with regards to the Ede Geneva specifically, however, on the first set of witnesses. That's the Mahloket over here. The Mahloket is, how do we envision that first set of witnesses? Well, says the Gemara Hizkiah will tell you, uh, each one of these sets stand independently. You can't tell me that the first set's going to be put to death. First set's going to be put to death. Why would they get put to death? They stand independent of the second set. If their testimony stood on its own, they're not uh, testifying about a kidnapping and sale. They're just testifying about a kidnapping. Whereas Rabbi Yohanan, the Gemara says, disagrees. He says, Geneva is at halta de mechir. Once the mechira was also done, once there's testimony about the mechira as well, we can't separate between the two. We say this began the process of the so second. Goes backwards. Basically, he will go back to the first testimony of and say that the status retroactively or in the moment we need to envision that's right as something which is extended. Yes, it sounds like uh, that would be the case. Unless you maintain that they have to come specifically in order to get the death penalty in the second part. First have Ede Mechira and then you have Ede Geneva. And even over there. There's a lot of details that need to be plugged. That's right. However, now says the Gemara, instead of having Hiskiah agreeing to some detail by Ben Soreno More, this time it's Rabbi Yohanan. Rabbi Yohanan, the opinion who maintains the opinion who's willing to say, I see this as a long process, 
By Ben Sorero More, it's different. Why is Ben Sorero More different? Because in Ben Sorero More, the Torah explicitly tells us, the Torah explicitly tells us that upon the first testimony, upon the first stealing, there's lashes. Ah, that then is not translated as a love. And according to the Biochanan, since there is an immediate decision about that, that there'll be lashes in such a circumstance, under so, the, such a, such a, in such in, in such a situation, you would look at each one of those sets independently and in turn not put them. T- no. No, we're saying it's a mahloket. Mahloket Whether it's a lavanitan nazarad mitat Says the Gemara, if we're to summarize all this in the world of Ben Sorero More, when all the dust settles with regards to these two opinions, as we just presented it, says Abaye, I could present three different situations with regards to Ben Sorero More. That'll be our litmus test. Well, and you'll see. What are the two claims? What's the first claim? Stealing initially? And eating and stealing a uh, second time. What? They could both get lashes. The Torah says but they also mo- but but they also will both get that, right? No, over there, if you had the first set of witnesses, the first set of witnesses, the claim is even according to the Biochanan will not get that. Because the first set of witnesses claims, in a good way, in a, in a believable way, we were just trying to get this person lashes. We know the Torah told us if we see him stealing, it's under these circumstances, that's all we wanted to do. And the second set was the same thing. But the second set was aware that the first set existed. Uh-huh. Or at the very least should have been aware of it. Says the Gemara, Amar Abaye, I'll find three situations by Ben Sorero More. I'll split them up. I'll say in two situations, both Chizkiyah and Yochanan agree. In the last situation, that would be where they part ways. Amar Abaye, Hakol Modim, both Chizkiyah and Yochanan agree, Ben Sorero More. Number one, in a case of Ben Sorero More, he'll explain himself. Ve Hakol Modim, and similarly, both Chizkiyah and Yochanan agree. In another situation, Biben Sorero More. So the Mahloket and Mahloket Biben Sorero More. That's a funny way of saying it, but he says there's two agreement points and there's one disagreement point by Ben Sorero More. Here's how it goes. Hakomodim Ben Sorero More be'edim harishonim she'en neheragin mitoch she'echodim nomar lehakotobanu. That was the point we just left off of, right? In Ben Sorero More, on the first set of witnesses, Everyone agrees the penalty to them if caught in, in false testimony as Edim Zomimin is not death penalty. Well, why not death penalty? Because they can make the claim and the Torah says explicitly, we're just trying to get lashes. Well, we, didn't, we weren't. Because the difference is by Ben Sorero More, the Torah says, the Torah tells us you give them lashes. Whereas in our case of kidnapping, the Torah never says it, and it's therefore dependent upon, do we imagine this as a lavanitan lazarat mitat betim? That is the difference. Says the Gemara Amr, the Hakomodim, Abaye explains, there's also another case by Ben Soreno More where they both agree, Biochanan and Chizkiyah, Ben Soreno More, Be'edim Aharonim. On the second set of witnesses, Shineheragin, that they get put to death. Mitoch she'edim harishonim echolin lomar lal koto banu vahne kule davar ka'avdele. We can agree that both according to Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan's the easy sell over here. Rabbi Yochanan's opinion, if you recall, is davar vafilo hasidavar. You don't need a full testimony in order to be accepted in court. You can even be testifying about a partial incident. You can even be testifying about something that won't have full halakhic ramifications. 
Certainly, the second set of witnesses get put to death. We're not nervous about Hatsi Dava. But even according to Hiskiyah, even according to Rabbi Akiva, Davar Velo Hasi Davar, we'll look and we'll determine. Oh, this is the Davar Shalem. It's a Davar Shalem. What are you talking about? They're testifying only about the second stealing, second action of the Ben Surah. The answer is, says the Gemara, since the first set stands independent because they can and will say for them they were just trying to get them lashes. The second one in turn is separate, separated as well to the extent that we accept them and will punish them as a Davar Shalem with death penalty. Question. So, this is the only case where there's Davar Shalem according to... Where you get two punishments. Because usually you only go for the one. So he's going to get lashes and get... Different identity. You only testify. But it's all part of one Davar. The Torah tells us by Ben Sorero Morev Yisirot. Yeah. Again, it's two separate, two separate. Understood. But if you're in court and you're already liable, we're not. Okay, we, we discussed this in the Gemara. But it, it stages. It's not at the same point. It's the point Judah's making. Two testimonies. Two two separate situations. So lastly, mahloket beben soreru morem. The mahloket between Rabbi Yochanan and even in ben sorem. So they both agree, ironically, that on ede geneva. Ede geneva lashes if they're huzam. Ede mechira, everybody agrees, death penalty if they're huzam, even though davar velo hatsi davar korn to chizkiah. Question is, what about over here? This is what uh, Charlie was talking about. What if we break down one of these two testimonies? Oh, what are you talking about breaking down? I thought there was only two testimonies. No, no, really two testimonies, but each one of them are testifying that both there was a thievery, there was stealing the wine and meat, and also eating. What if I split that? And I have two saying, Ganav, Ushnaim Omrim Befanenu Achal. Again, in Ben Soreru More, the two actions, the two time evil affair needs to be stole and ate publicly. It shows a character trait. We understand the type of person this individual will become. And second time, stole and ate publicly. Stole from his father and, and ate in Rashut Rabim were the words of the, of the Gemara, Mishnah and Gemara for us earlier. Well, that being the case, what if I break those down? What if the first time or second time, two say we saw the steal, the, the, the robbery. Two say we saw the eating. Ah, over there, now we understand that's going to be a mahlokit. Because according to, let's go backwards, according to the Biochanan, say, what do I care? Okay, so two testify about that, two testify about that. No, it's not a davar shalem. Uh, okay, so it's a davar shalem. No, one second, Biochanan, do you understand what you're saying? Two say that they saw him steal, you're not going to get lashes for that. Two say that they saw him eating in public, you're not going to get lashes. You say, okay, but together it adds up. Davar velo hatsi davar. Davar vafilo hatsi davar, says the Biochanan. Hizkiah will disagree. Hizkiah says, wait, no, you can't split those up. It's 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 hatsi davar. You tell me someone saw I'm eating publicly with meat and and, and drinking in the public davar. I'm getting a lashes for that. I'm not getting lashes for that. That's a hatsi davar. No, but we know you stole also from your father. That's hatsi davar. You're not the same type of witnesses. Says the Gemara again. The question is mahlok. It says abaye between Hiskiyah and Biyohanan will only be. But interestingly is beben sorero more in a situation where shenayim omrim befanenu ganav ushnayim omrim befanenu achal. All right, that's where a lot of this conversation ends. The Gemara still has a bit more. Let's begin just a few more lines over here in the Gemara's concluding statements. I don't think we'll finish it in the next minute. But says the Gemara, Amar Rav Aseh. Rav Aseh has the following final statements, final comments 
on our sugya of kidnapping of gonev nefesh. mechira benefesh shuhuzamu. Sounds familiar. Okay, so you have the second set of witnesses. The edem mechira, they're found to be edim zomimin. Now, until now, uh, we were uh, assuming that those witnesses were put to death. Says the Gemara, en nehiragin. Says Rav said they don't get put to death. Why not? Mitoch sheyichodin lomar, avadi macharti. Mitoch sheyichod lomar, avadi macharti. Since, if brought into court, these witnesses, assuming they didn't come after Edeh Mechira, that's now, remember I said, we're going to get into ordering over here, assuming, that's what I was saying to you earlier, uh, Judah, assuming these witnesses came independent and not per se, after the Edeh Geneva. Now we're listening to these Edeh Mechira, and they say, we saw him selling this uh, person. Let's say, let's say we turn to the guy who's uh, the, the alleged kidnapper. So, well, did you really sell? So that was my, my, my slave I was uh, selling. We therefore can't and wouldn't, under any circumstance, put that group of witnesses to death. Because ultimately speaking, as I mentioned earlier, they're testifying only about a transaction. That's what, that's what it amounts to. Uh, but uh, what about a warning? So as I told you, Tosafot says that maybe there was a warning issued by another, and they didn't even know about it. As a result, even though they're found to be false witnesses, they're not put to death. Amar of Yosef, whose opinion would Ravase's, would Ravase's claim be accorded with? He suggests maybe Ravase maintains that the Edeh Mechira don't get put to death if they're falsified, specifically because it's a Hasidava. Specifically, it's called Hasidava. So you just told me the logic otherwise. Amale Abayed, the Ikra Banan Heragin, Hamitoch Kamar. This statement was Mitoch, since the alleged um, a kidnapper could claim I was just selling my slave, therefore we say that this situation is not liable to death penalty. So then why are you saying it's only because he follows Rabbi Akiva of Davar Velo Hatzitavar? It must be instead the situation is but never came under such circumstances we could not and put would could not and would not put them to death even according to the opinion that maintains not like Rabbi Akiva the Hachamim Davar, but Afilo Hasid Davar, we'll return to this tomorrow. Amen, Amen.